On this episode of Sappy Chance Boxing, we're going to go back and take a look at Wood Warrington. We're going to also look at Zerdo and Smith from this past weekend. Also, Amanda Serrano, three minute, 12 rounds. Wow. We're going to look ahead at the IBF heavyweight title situation after Usyk and Fury. What does that mean? You got to listen to the show to find out. So everybody strap in and thank you for letting us into your ears. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sampa Chance Boxing. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. Join with me, as always, my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. We're close to the weekend, so I mean, how much better can it get? Yeah. Um, a bit of a nice little summer break here, it feels like, huh? Beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Do it what we can. No doubt. All right, brother Matt, why don't we just jump right into it? Uh, Why don't we get right into Wood and Warrington? Um, This fight excited me so much that I made a quick reel of it right after the fight. Uh, So let's get that going. And there we go. So your thoughts on the fight? I was surprised. I was surprised how good Warrington was doing. Like I said in the preview show, Walks in tight and he throws the hooks, he throws the jabs. He, he's tough, he's compact, he's hard to hit. He was dominating, he was beating the crap by Lee Wood for seven rounds. One thing I will say though, he was doing those rabbit shots, which people don't know a little back bit, little bit back of the head, back of the head. And that Wood's trainer saying that made him a little disoriented, that gave him upper hand. They could just be covering either way, that doesn't feel good to get that. And in the back of that will knock anybody out. Um, Warrington did a hell of a performance, and all of a sudden, the punch out of nowhere, boom, knocked him down. Now, one thing I will say, people are blaming the ref because he got knocked down and the bell rang. Warrington turned his back to the ref. He said he was okay, but he turned his back to the ref. If he would have turned around and said, I'm good to go, I'm fine. The ref will let the fight go. The ref made the right call. Warrington didn't want to continue, or he knows that being a veteran in his corner knows that he would have flipped around, said, let's go ref. He would have had his minute rest in between the rounds and came back out. He was finished. He was seeing stars. That's why he kept his back to the ref. Your thoughts? My thoughts. All right. 58-56, 59-55, and 59-55 going into the seventh round. Even, I guess, basically at that point, Lee Wood would have needed a knockout to win, right? And there was not enough boxing left in that fight for him to kind of even come back from this. He was going to lose. Uh, Warrington, like I said, man, very, very disciplined, you know, just the way he mm-hmm. was fighting. Yeah, the rabbit shots, he it was actually, a point was deducted. Uh, was. was it in the seventh round? It was right after the point was deducted that, that the knockout happened. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, it was the early seventh, maybe the late sixth, but he got a point taken away. Right? So he had and he had warned about that a few times prior to. No, 100%. But I don't know if that really, like, maybe at some point it played a role, but I don't I think. Don't think it, I think it's the chain of covering. Here's the deal, man. Uh, Lee Wood, he showed us this before where he just doesn't have the legs or he just doesn't have the desire to be in there. And, you know, he was like, you know, I'm not saying he was a punching bag for, for Warrington, but he was being outboxed. He was being well, outboxed, getting worked. Right. He was getting worked. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. so from that perspective alone, we've seen this happen with, with Wood before. And, you know, the one thing I will say, I don't know if, if I'm right, but this guy has power. He kind of reminds me of a flyweight Deontay Wilder. He just got that right hand. You never know yes. what's going to come. Right. I mean, that's what happened with Conklin as well, wasn't it? Yes. Yep. Right. So, I mean, Overall, you just look at it. It was crazy, man. I mean, 
the right guy, I guess, won. Um, the one thing I will say, though, is like when he did get up, he was wobbly walking to the oh, yeah. Right. So, I mean, from that perspective and yes, turning your back to the referee and all of that, that cost him the opportunity to come back out. Ref with the right call. He, the guy's not looking at you. He turned his back. No. Warrington was done. But we got need to see a rematch. We will see a rematch because that was a heck of a fight. Some most fights don't deserve a rematch. This one absolutely does. I hope to see it again because it was it was beautiful to see. Good fight. There you go. End of the round. I will say this: at the end of that fight, uh, Eddie Hearns basically said that this is probably the last time we're seeing Lee Wood at one twenty six. Yeah, uh, he's going to probably move up. But that being said, who knows? Uh, Warrington does have a case. Um, yeah, hard as hard up. We'll see. All right. Yeah. So that was the afternoon appetizer. And the evening main course was Zerdo versus Smith. Ready? Let's go. Let's do it. So what did you think of that fight? I thought it was a little bit coming from the Warrington Wood fight to watch that fight. I mean, it's night and day for action. I thought, I mean, it was, he got out boxy, but would he win one or two rounds if that? If that. I mean, if that, right? I mean, it was just a, he got schooled and it wasn't a very, a very exciting fight. I mean, he looked good in the fight. Um, this is, was, it was, it was a boring fight, to be honest with you, man. I didn't really, I watched it all, but I wasn't really too enthused with it. You got up coming off this high up Warrington and wouldn't you're pumped for this fight? It's just like, that's boxing for you. Some of the fights hit hard, some don't. It just wasn't that entertaining, man. What your take from it? Well, okay, I, I agree with you completely in terms of what we watch, but here's what I took away from it. One, I didn't realize that it'd been 11 months since he fought Bivol. That that's how mm, the years been a while. Right? Um, so from from that time to this time, we saw a very different Zordo, in my opinion. Yep. He, more more skill, more he blood, good. Right. I mean, I think that put Smith off his game a little bit, in my opinion, because I don't I think Smith was looking for a fight. He was ready for a brawler. Yeah. Um, but Zordo came out boxing, using technique and skill, uh, the combinations that he was throwing. And he really worked the body hard, right? So that's mm -hmm. my takeaway from it, right? I'm just looking at the fighter like, oh my God, he has improved a lot. Like he's showing us some different elements now that we haven't seen in the past from Zordo, right? Yeah, but, he looked good. So this, you know, there's not much more that we can say about that fight. I mean, it was what it was. Um, one-sided, one-sided, one you know, unfortunately we didn't get the knockout from the guy that was getting tarred. Right. Yeah. So, you know, pretty much what we saw in the morning. Um, but Zordo, like I said, he looked good. He looked really good, but you know, he's calling out Canelo, poor Canelo, eh? and he's calling out Bivol again. I mean, he, I don't know if he's ready for those guys yet. He's not going to get Canelo for a while, dude. If ever. Yeah. Everybody calls out Canelo. They want the payday. It's all about the money, right? Every guy. Most guys calling Canelo don't deserve to fight him, haven't earned the spot, but you can't blame them for trying. Try to get under Canelo's skin and Canelo will agree to fight him because it's the biggest payday in boxing when you fight Canelo and when you fight um, Fury. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, yeah. that's when you have that name and that kind of clout. I mean, it's like the MMA world. Who's everybody call out? The champs. Champs at the big fight. Don Jones, I mean, Usman, no, no, no. whoever can fight. Over all of them, there's one guy. Everybody wants to fight if you're in that weight class. Brock Lesnar? Connor. Huh? Well, Connor, yeah, for that, for, the, for that weight class, yeah. Like, people call him no Brock Lesnar still like crazy because they know Brock comes over to fight UFC. Big money, right? Well, I mean, three hundred. John Jones wants him. Miocic wants him. Cormier wanted him. They all well, they do. But Connor. see, that's the thing. Like, even John Jones, Usman, Adesanya, 
Those guys still won't draw what Connor draws. No, Connor's got Connor's Connor's iconic name. Right. So I mean you got all these guys and now just you know, just to kind of put it into perspective, he's actually back in the Asada pool. Yep. He's gonna fight. All right, brother man. I don't know when that round ended. We just kept going. Uh, but the bell's in there somewhere. Um, all right, brother. Here we go. Round number three. So Amanda Serrano and uh Danielle Ramos are actually gonna contest a three-minute 12 round championship fight. Now, the women boxers are all getting behind this, and they're kind of asking for this as well. Uh, I'm going to start this one, all right? I'll tell you what I think. I think, why not? And the reason I say it is because it's women against women. So it's mm-hmm. still an even playing field, right? Like, even in tennis, I personally think they should go five sets. I don't understand. Like, if, okay, if you're intergender or something, then that can be a little different, right? But, yeah. you know. If you're the same sex and you have the same attributes and everything that, you know, same, 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 then why not let them do three minutes, 12 rounds? Yeah, if that's what they want to do. I mean, this will be the new standard. This won't be just a one-time thing. All the championship fights are going to be 12 rounds in the women's division going forward. If that's what they want to do and they think they can do it. I don't think anybody's saying they should, and I haven't heard. I think that they're going to say if it's women against women, go for it. It should be fine. And that's only an actual six minutes. I mean... I'm fine with it. They're gonna, it's going to happen. That'll be the new standard going forward. Just like Dana White said, no women in USC to fight. So that one in, then it's the new standard to go. Same thing here. All the championship fights going forward will be, if they get sanctioned, will be 12 rounds for all the women fights. It is fine. That's Isn't it interesting, though, if you think about it, like women's boxing has only been around for like maybe 40 years. Well, yeah, because they didn't let women fight back in the day, right? Right, right, right. But I'm just saying it's insane. Like, they've really moved forward and stuff like that. But I, I'm a big proponent of it. I think, what, why not let them fight 12-minute, you know, 12, 12 rounds, three-minute rounds, right? I mean, they're the same. Everything's the same. It just makes no sense, like, why they wouldn't. Like, they will. I think, I think it's going to be more interesting now in the sense that these girls will actually be able to work on a bit more of a game plan. Because if you think about it, you got two minutes and only 10 rounds. And in those two minutes, you got to get it all in. Yeah. Right? It's like speed fighting. Yeah. So at least now they can actually work and actually get, you know, better. Potentially better. adding an extra 12 minutes to the fight, right? A minute each round. If it goes 12. Look, so. at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, then fine. I don't I accept that. Well, it'll work because they won't be able to take it back. They can't do it and take it back because they won't be able to say, that'll be like saying, well, they couldn't do it. They weren't tough enough. They didn't have the stamina. So once it's a set, it's a new standard that's going forward, and I'm fine with it. Let them have it. They want to do it, and a couple extra rounds. If it's a good fight, why not, I guess? The three standards are right across the board. Title eliminators, uh, things like that, all 12 rounds? I think so. And then just kind of regular bouts, 10? Yeah, and they do some some other card fights be six rounds, eight rounds. It's like we do in the men's boxing. Some of those fights are six, eight, ten. So I'm fine with it. All the power to them, and yeah. Let's do it. All right, man. All right. That was easy enough. I was expecting yeah. a bit more of a fight from you, bro. What can you do, right? That's what they want to do. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to round number four. So we know that Usyk and Agano, or sorry, Fury and Usyk are probably going to happen either December or early January. Now, what I'm reading is, and I don't know if you've read anything about this, that IBF will probably strip the winner of that fight basically taking the title away uh do you agree with that 
Do you think I don't, that's know if I, I, don't, I don't think they should, but I don't really have a problem with this. this is the biggest fight in boxing. Two heavyweights going at it. I don't think either one of them will even care. They get stripped of the IBF belt. One of them hasn't even, even talked about it, but I've heard. So I think it's the IBF trying to get some hype and, and getting in there. And I don't know what the reasoning is because they're saying Joshua is going to fight for the IBF belt. Once that belt gets released, he's going to fight for it. He's not up there for that belt. It would probably be uh, Herg Hergovis. Yeah, for Joshua. He's the number one guy, right? For Joshua, they're saying. For Joshua, yeah. So I don't know if that's going to happen because, I mean, they still want that Deontay fight, right? But apparently that's dead in the water now. They say they want that. I don't see Joshua wanting that fight. Feel. Like, I mean, you think about it, this Joshua Deontay thing has been kind of happening already before Fury was even in the picture. Fury only got the shots because Joshua didn't. Yeah. And now Joshua is saying Fury's ducking him by fighting Usyk and Wilder. Are you kidding me, dude? He went three fights with Wilder. Fury's not ducking you. He's going to fight the best fighters, dude. He's not the best fighter right now. So he's fighting Usyk. So Fury ducking Joshua. For Joshua to say, I know what he's doing. He's trying to piss Fury off to get the fight. But trust me, Fury's not scared of Anthony Joshua. No, but the, the connecting name here is Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Right? Straight up, you think about it. Before Fury was in the picture, while Fury was still, you know, a cokehead and and driving his Ferrari too fast and wanting to off himself, they were trying to negotiate with Joshua, mm. and that fell through. And that's how Tyson got in. Yep. Right. And then from there, now we're back to Deontay and Joshua, and here we are at another stalemate. So who is? It has to be Joshua who's gumming it up, man. Him and Eddie Hearns, in my opinion. Yeah, Eddie Hearns, he's just jealous that he's not involved in this fight. I mean, at the end of the day, dude, the two best headweights are fighting at it. One will be crowned. They want to strip him of an IBF belt. Nobody gives a crap. The general public won't care. There's way too many belts in boxing. There's way too much IBF, WBO, WBC, WBA, IBO, IBF. Like, holy cow, there's too much of that. You just need a couple belts. And just like, that's one thing about the UFC. It's one heavyweight belt. It's one middleweight belt. There are four or five different titles going on here. So well, I mean, two, they do, to be fair, they do the, they do throw that interim title in there. For example, they might have another interim title fight match. At, if somebody gets hurt or they have that BMF, yeah. it's not like boxing. You get to see a guy in the ring of boxing with eight belts on him. Come on. <laughs> it's a little silly. Hey, man, it's bling. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Man. Fair so. enough. All right, man, that's the end of that one. Why do we get into round number five? And let's talk a little bit about the Misfit card and the YouTube boxing stuff that's going to be going down this weekend. Um, let's get going. Here we go. You start, man. KSI versus Tommy Fury. Logan Paul versus Dillian. Should be a good card. It's only what, $54.99 on the zone. Sponsored by Prime. One of the best selling drinks in the world right now. I'm fine with this card. I mean, I don't think KSI will be Tommy Fury, but he might. But it's, it's entertainment, right? It's entertainment. People are excited. It's got a massive following on social media. People are talking about it. Logan Paul's going back and forth with his opponent. The guys trashing, talking about his fiance and boiling all this hype. And then again, they're in fight and let's see what happens. And if they can make money and people want to buy it and watch it, I'm all for it. Fair enough. Um, I don't watch this as I would normally watch boxing. I'll start with that. This is more of a spectacle to me. And I appreciate what they're doing and everything. But if you're going in there to look at technique and skill, this is not the place where you're going to find it. Um, it's, we can say that by a lot of the cards we watch too, though. A lot of these guys is just garbage too, right? Look, look, 
I'm just saying it's just there's a, there's a difference between a guy really going after it like you know I'm going to put Jake Paul on the boxing side. Yeah. I rather watch Jake Paul fight than most of these guys fight. I'm not Jake, that- Jake's a better boxer than Logan but Logan's a better. Logan's Logan's actually niche is in wrestling. He's a natural, one of the best. Yeah. No, no. no. I'm right. taking nothing away from anyone competing on this card. Yeah, yeah, I- watching it, I'm just saying I'm watching it as a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, those two fights that you announced, like I'm cheering for Tommy, to be fair, because he is the legit boxer, to be mm-hmm. as they say. Um, and, and the other one, I'm only interested, not so much because of Logan Paul, the wrestler. The trash talk is what's intrigued me about this. Oh, it's been a good hype. The, the length that Dylan Dennis has gone to smear this pure, poor girl's name. Right, I mean, I Logan, no, I'm going for Logan all the way. I ain't gonna make any bones about it. I hope he knocks that guy in the second row. The guy is trash. Find to be just a it's a it makes for good fight, it makes for good us to talk about. But I don't I find him he's a crappy guy and he's taking it too far. He's global. I know it's entertainment, but it's making it real personal. I hope Logan knocks his head off. Well, we'll find out, right? I mean, ultimately that's what it's all about. But I mean I mean it's gonna be fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. spectacle, right? Yeah, like cool. I don't know much of these people, you know, in terms of who they are or what they bring to the ring. But apparently that salt poppy fella, apparently he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he is. Right. So I like to see what he's all about. But from what I've seen, it just looks like their arms get tired after five seconds. Why well, I, I believe the Logan fight's only six rounds. Oh, really? Only six rounds and KSI and Tommy is ten. I'm pretty oh, positive. Wow. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Logan and, De- Logan and Dylan just go right at it. I'm Thanks. really curious to see how this thing's going to play out, man. Honestly, I really, and I don't blame Dylan. Like, he's going to trash talk Logan. You're going to, you make money fighting the Paul brothers. So, hey, man, that's what he's doing. He's trying to make a buck. And can't, I'm looking forward to it. I hope Logan, Logan beats the crap out of him. Oh, we'll find out. We'll find yeah. out. All right, man. I tell you what, let's finish the show up with uh, a look ahead, man. We got Tim Zhu fighting Mendoza this weekend. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup? The first thing that comes to mind when I see a fight, the first thing I always do is I always check the odds. That'll give you an idea. Some of the smartest people in the world make these odds, and they're very sharp with their lines. It's like football, baseball, name sport. Seven to one favorite, Tim Zhu. They're giving Mendoza no respect at all. So basically, you have to put seven hundred dollars on Tim Zoo to win hundred bucks. Nobody's going to do that. If you want to put, and then they have um, Mendoza at five to one. So if you want to put hundred bucks in Mendoza, you win five hundred back. So they're basically saying Tim Zoo is going to knock him out early on. I'm not saying that he will. It should be a good fight. Actually, Mendoza is a good fighter. I'm looking forward to it. Tim Zoo's undefeated, man. Um, Charles talking trash about him. So I hope Tim Zoo gets the win, catapults himself up, and starts fighting one of the higher up names. But Absolutely, according to Vegas, no respect for Mendoza. It's supposed to be a walk in the park. We'll tune in and find out. What are your thoughts? Well, first off, I feel sorry for Tim Zhu because he's done everything he's supposed to do in yeah. order to get the real title shot. He's like Woody Crowley. He's in the same spot. Right. And, and um, the belt that he's carrying, yeah, congratulations, brother. You are a world champion, but it's not the real title, right? Oh, right uh, so going into this, Mendoza's 22-2 and two with 16 KOs. Against undefeated Tim Zhu, as you mentioned, 23-0 with 17 KOs. Um, Mendoza's, Mendoza's trash talking. He's saying you're not as good as your dad. <laughs> you know no, I mean? no, he's got a chip on his shoulder, right? Because yeah. like you said, he is a good fighter. And, you know, when you're yes. a fighter and you're not getting respect, you know, um, the one thing I will say is like, okay, I get it. You're, you're Australia's son, but you got to come over here and fight. Absolutely. Right? I mean, Cambosis. Anyone always, he's got to come over here too. 
Look, Cambosis only started fighting in Australia when he built his name up here on this side of the pond. Not to say that you can't over there, but the reality is it's it's an unfortunate situation, right? If you um, don't break it in America, you don't you don't catch on. Well, you can be a star in your own country. There's a lot of boxing. Like when you watch those cards in Australia, and this is coming from the Gold Coast in Australia, right? So this is going to be a Saturday night, yeah, Sunday morning fight for them. But to be a worldwide iconic star, you got to fight in Vegas, got to fight in New York, got to fight in LA. Well, it just comes down to like, okay, Kambosis, say what you want to say about the guy, but we know his name because of what he did here. Even after he won the titles, he came out and fought in Oklahoma. Right, mm-hmm. he could have done all these fights in Australia now, and he's earned that, right? Tim Zhu. Here, here's a great example. My, my favorite fighter of all time, Manny Pacquiao. What did he do? He came over here in the late '90s, made his name out here. And no way he's got to come over here and fight over here like Pacquiao and make your name here. That's where that's when you become a global star. No, that's 100. percent Very same thing. Came here and made himself. We talk about him all the time. Make a star yeah. in boxing. Canelo yeah. fights in yeah. the states all the time. You can still fight in your home country at times. But you got to make your bread and butter in America. This is the way it is, right or wrong. Be global. If you want to get global, yeah, you, you have to come here, right? Fight in Vegas, man. Got to fight in Vegas. But like I said, when you watch like this card on Saturday, there'll be Australian fighters that we'll never heard of, but they're big household names. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. So, all right. Uh, who do you got for this day in boxing history? No, man. Quickly, who do you predict for this fight? Oh, oh, Tim Zhu, round eight stoppage. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say round five. He's just going to hit him with something really hard. That guy hits like a ton of bricks. Yeah, yeah. And I hope he wins. I want to see him fight the big guys. So I'm sure for Tim Zoo. You know, based on what we saw against Canelo, I think he'd make easy work of, of Charlo if he was going to fight. Oh, absolutely. I think so, too. The way he looked. So. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right, brother, man. Six rounds in the books. What do you got on this day in or this week in boxing histories? Well, I got two things. First of all, I'll give the my usual one, but then I got someone's every time we do this time we do something on Canadian boxing. I've been studying and reading it a lot of it. So got some interesting things on Canadian boxing. But on this week in boxing history, Dr. Ivan Fist, Vitaly Klitschko, not to be mistaken with his older brother Vladimir, re, regained the WBC heavyweight title for Samuel Peter uh, in 2008. Dr. Iron Fist, some people say the better brother of the Klitschkos. His only one loss was to Atlantic Lewis in 2003, but there was a headbutt. Who knows what would happen? They actually would have finished the fight. So Dr. Iron Fist, 2008, this week in boxing, regained his heavyweight championship title over Samuel Peters. Okay, here we go. A new segment to the show on Canadian boxing. We're going to add it up, add this in. I didn't know this either. I don't think many people know this because this is going back a long, long time ago, but I have to share it. One second here. Just hide on my notes. Hold on a sec. Great, man. The, the hard work and dedication of one chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing a lot of research on Canadian boxing. It's actually quite impressive, some of the stuff that I found. There's a lot of uns- Okay, here we go. Here we go. The first bouts in Canada, we're talking 1900, 1900 people were bare knuckle fights. Gloves became regular, regular about 1905. You had to start wearing gloves. <laughs> some of the first fights in Canadian history. Weren't 12 rounds, weren't 20 rounds, 40 rounds, 40 rounds. These guys were boxing in Nova Scotia in Halifax. And uh, I just thought I'd share that with everybody. Canadian boxing doesn't get enough shine. 40 rounds, 1900, 1905, 1910. They change it. They finally made them wear gloves. Before that, they were just boxing bare knuckle, drunk guys in a ring, you know, with ropes up and stuff. So yeah, 40 rounds, many, many fights, 40 rounds of three minutes. It's insane. 
Insane, insane. Dude, I want to hear more about Canadian boxing. So I got lots see. here. I just want I don't want to drag it out too much, but uh just to give people uh idea. Give us a taste. 40 rounds of three minutes. That's 120 minutes. So that's a two that's a it's a long fight, man. It's over two hours. It's a two hour fight. Was it the longest boxing fight, like 185 rounds or something like that? Not in Canada for sure. Yeah, like, it was just crazy some of the stuff he did. You know what the worst part of that fight was? It was still considered okay. a draw. I know it's crazy. I heard about that too. But yeah, I know. So we got I got lots on computers. I've been reading up on it for the last few months and stuff, but I had to share that one. 40 rounds started in 1950. Started well, not everywhere. Mostly said you have to wear gloves before it was all bare knuckle. Some of these fights are 40 rounds. It's just nuts. And one more thing I gotta share. Uh-huh. But one of these, one of my one of my favorite boxers, this boxing card that I received from one of my friends, a Toro Gotti card. Raise it up, raise it up a little bit more. There you go. Perfect. Arturo Gotti, man. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Street card, you know. I got a few of them, but I thought I'd try that one today. Nice. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Okay, before we go, though, fight announcement. It was announced yesterday. It's meet official. Oh, yeah. David Benavides Andrade, uh, Boo Boo, Boo Demetrius Andre, November 25th, the Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay, man, and I love the Mandalay Bay. That's one of my favorite hotels. It smells so fresh from there. That pool is a 100-acre pool. I'm looking forward to getting to that pool. So hopefully it's pool season still around then. It's coming to an end, but if it's nice, I'm hitting that 100-acre pool. It's got real sand. Man, I love that place. So one more thing, Jose Benavides Jr. is fighting the other Charlo brothers. What's so it's a stack card. It's a yeah. stack card, man. And I believe, I'm not sure, but I, I, Ray Vargas might be on this card as well. So. I heard that. Yeah, I don't think they've announced it officially. They but haven't announced it, but I think it's going to be a pretty good card. Um, I'm believe- glad. I'll be honest, man. I'm glad. I, I would love to go to Texas too, but I'm glad it's in Vegas because there's something about Vegas. When you get off that plane, you know you're going to the fight. You just feel that atmosphere, the fight feel. And uh, so I'm glad it's in Vegas. Yeah, it's no, no, too, but I'm happy with this. No, no doubt, no doubt. I believe one of us, if not both of us, will be there for that fight. Um, yeah, we'll be there. You know, yeah, you haven't made your annual trip this year. This will be my number two. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, when I looked up, though, very quickly, I thought, because you two's doing the residency there at the Sphere, it's going to be over by then. Yeah. Well, they're not playing that night. They're going into December, but those are the nights they're not going to be there. Oh, okay. So you won't be able to catch that. Nah, whatever. We can catch a bunch of other stuff. But anyways... Fights are happening. Everything's stacked. We're, it's going to be a pretty fun card. Being in Vegas, too, now, I think it's going to open the door for a lot more people who are going to show up for this fight. Absolutely. All the stars will be there. Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting. A lot on the line of this fight. Both oh, yeah. of them. Yeah, the co-main it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. Here we go. Here we go. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up here, everybody. Yep. We are headed into the weekend. No, it's not long. It's just a regular weekend. So get your licks in. Have your fun. Do what you got to do. But as we always say, make the right choices. Get home safely to your family and your loved ones. Because we just want you to come back and listen to Tuesday show. Really. <laughs> that's that's our main objective here. So on that note, be safe. Have fun, everybody. I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Chance Michaels. In the words of the great ACDC, those that download and like and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of Ada Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sam Chance. Everyone, have a great weekend. We will talk to you Tuesday, technology provided. Sam Chance. Mm-hmm.